0: We are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Football season is back, all right? It's no secret. There is a great promo right now where you can earn up to $100 in free play tokens. Every $20 wager on football on ProLine or Stadium Bets will earn you $5 in free play tokens for use on football-winning margins. That means you can place bets on money lines, over-unders, and spreads to start earning free play tokens for use on football winning margins. This offer is valid for up to 20 tokens from September 5th to October 16th. Free play tokens must be used by October 31st. Get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app for all the best odds, single game betting, and an all-star lineup of the top sports and leagues from around the world. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. You kidding me right now? We survived Hurricane Fiona. What do you you got? Nothing on Atlantic Canada. We're tougher, stronger, more determination. You got nothing on us, Fiona. I know uh, maybe some people don't have power still. Ours turned back on last night. Uh, I guess Sunday night at midnight. I was just about to fall asleep and then boom, all the power turned back on in the house. And then you wake up and then you have to turn all the lights back off and then your head starts running okay whoa wait a second I guess that podcast that I was supposed to cancel for Monday I guess I can do it now and your head just starts racing as soon as you need power but uh, there's always a saying uh, it could always be worse it could always be worse and you look on social media and you see some people uh, their homes and their cars have trees that have fallen on top of them there were some people where their homes were flooded and uh, whenever you're going through a bad time, not having power, or uh, you know you got a branch on your front lawn, come on, relax. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. Uh, hurricane Fiona it was it was a tough one, but you know we're 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 strong here in Atlantic Canada and the Maritimes. We're tough people. This won't be the last hurricane that's going to hit our part of the world. It definitely wasn't the first, and we're going to bounce back, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be better for it. We're going to be okay. Life's looking up in terms of sports. Baseball playoffs are around the corner. I know I missed a couple Jays game with those uh, power outages, but I was able to keep the update uh, on my phone by going to the score app. They do not sponsor us, so that wasn't a plugged ad, but I do have the score up, and I was watching uh, the, 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 the updates of the game, and the Jays pulled through uh, yesterday, not the day before, but I'm looking for that playoff run with the Jays. That's going to be exciting. Football, I made... Tyler Coleman, a promise that I would get into football, and, uh, Sunday, I didn't really have power throughout the day, so I couldn't watch, uh, I couldn't watch any games, but I did see that the Bills lost to Miami, Miami's 3-0, and give me a little break here, people, I'm trying, what more do you want from a guy, I'm trying, um, And I love that the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills freaked out yesterday as they lost to Miami at the ending. I know it was a controversial ending. I'm not sure what actually happened, but I just saw on Twitter the offensive coordinator for Buffalo freak out. And I love that passion. You ask anyone that works here at High Button Sports, I love when people go up and above and beyond and fight for what they believe in. It's the most... Oh man, I just I gets my blood boiling just talking about it and for a guy to lose, I don't even know the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what his name is, but smashing his headphones, losing his mind on TV, throwing paper. You got to love that stuff. You got to hate losing more than you love winning. Um what else happened here with with Hurricane Fiona? Or I guess we're we're talking into the sports stuff now. Um Actually, no, I'll go back into Fiona What? what are you gonna do it's, it's my podcast I talk about whatever I want um yeah so Fiona essentially it happened <laughs> what do you want me to say about it it's all like I can sit here in the in the in the studio and talk about Fiona and talk you know what happened I don't have to sit here and and, and rabble on you know what happened with Fiona I know what happened with Fiona and it happened the best part of Fiona was doing the street interviews the day before and going over to Dartmouth I don't understand why we haven't gone to Dartmouth to do street inter- interviews before not that there's anything wrong with doing street interviews in Halifax but the people in Dartmouth were just loving it people in Halifax are just kind of in a rush like I, I I, I was holding the mic up to anyone the camera dudes was putting the camera up and most people were just loving it just trying to get their opinion out, trying to give safety tips for Fiona. It was incredible. I'm definitely going back over to Dartmouth to do street interviews very soon. Halifax, people, it's just, people are in a rush to get to work, I guess, get to Lululemon on Spring Garden Road, at least. Um, But no, if if Fiona happened and, um, you know, luck, we had a little bit of flooding here in the studio. It's, uh, we have a drainage issue here with the house and kind of into the basement and we had a little buildup of water and it kind of seeped in underneath the door but that's about it um obviously we lost power for a couple of days which was pretty unfortunate um we had to drive around to uh, to look for for coffee in the morning honestly a big shout out to uh, a, a couple people uh a couple stores i guess there's a store at the bottom of fairview i know quake uh, quake matthews goes to them. I forget the name of the convenience store damn it if you go to Quake Matthews Instagram and he goes into the convenience store and the guy that he has on his uh, page who holds up like the, the pepperoni and holds up the, um, the chocolate bar, I forget the gentleman's name. Anyways, I, I go into the, to the store to buy ice. I, I was looking everywhere for ice and no one had ice. And I just happened to be driving down Fairview to, uh, to head back to my neck of the woods. And I saw the convenience store and I saw the ice machine on the side of the house not the side of the house it looks like a house but it's a convenience store and I go in there's a bunch of ice in there I go hey can I get four uh four bags of ice from you please he goes yeah you know 16 bucks I go great debit And he goes oh no sir no debit we we can only take cash right now Which, which makes sense I'm a dummy I should have brought cash I don't know I'm not an expert here in hurricanes but usually the power's down so people can't use debit machines um but I didn't have any cash and I go, Oh no, I need this ice. I'm sorry, sir. Is there, you know, is there an ATM around anywhere thinking, you know, an ATM doesn't need power? You know, I'm so clueless. And he's like, no, sir, all the ATMs are down. We, we, we can only accept cash. And so I, I was defeated. I said, okay, no worries. I'll put the ice back and I'll, uh, I'll go try to find some cash. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's okay. You take your bags of ice. And the next time you're back, you, you, you give me cash. And it's those things um, that bond our community together. Just those little little details of being a, a friendly neighbor, being a good person. Those are the moments of uh, magic where people talk. Oh, the people in the Maritimes are so nice. Oh, if you ever visit Atlantic Canada, um, you know, j- j- just make sure to I- I embrace the people with their with their character. And that's just another example of the people around here caring for one another and making sure that we're okay and uplifting each other's spirits i remember coming home and telling my girlfriend the story of like he gave me the the four bags of ice i didn't have any cash on me but next time i'm back i'm gonna give him the cash and you know that uplifted her spirits and you know it's a bit it's a it's a domino effect if you can uplift someone's spirits you're gonna uplift the next person's spirits and then the 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 domino effect continues into uh, into the world so I was really, uh, I was really excited about getting those bags of ice. It saved me because I, I had a bunch of. i so like, I bought meat a couple days before the hurricane. The meat was going bad. I had to put it in the freezer, but we're good now. Um, but no, big, big shout out to uh, the gentleman that, that runs the corners. There's the corner store there down at the bottom of Fairview. Oh, it's killing me. I forget his name and the name of the store. Not Super Mike's, it's the other one right across two, two streets over. There's people listening to it right now just saying the name of it going, Justin, you idiot, you just, this is the name of it. Anyways, um, that was probably the the, the the most uplifting aspect of the hurricane was was uh, getting those four bags of ice and um, having the gentleman trust me to go back and give him some cash. So that was great. Um, the food lasted. We, we bought a lot of food. We had a lot of snacks. I cheated. I uh, I, I had some food before the storm even actually hit. I, so I, I gotten shit for that. I definitely snuck down a couple sandwiches to the studio and started eating. But what are you going to do? I like food. I got to eat it if it's there. And that's another thing during these storms. You, you eat out of boredom. What you, it's, There's so much food and you're sitting here. There's no internet. There's no cable. You can't go outside. So you're in the house with a bunch of food. You just eat out of boredom. So that's what I did. I ate a lot out of boredom. Put a couple pounds on. Uh, But the gym is open back up, so I'll have to get back in there and get in the sauna. Look at me. Yeah, maybe, Justin, you should get back in there and get on a treadmill and lift some weights. No, get back in there, get in the sauna. Just sweat, cheat, cheat, sweat. Um, But, yeah, you know, speaking of all this, the the podcast, we were scheduled, uh, Clark, for the podcast, I think Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, but. I was hoping the power would be back on and it wasn't. Um, So I messaged him, Clark. I apologize, but our power isn't on in the studio. I would love to be able to reschedule. And I knew he was flying out Monday, which is today. Um, So our power came on last night around midnight. So I'm not going to shoot Clark uh, a message at midnight saying, hey, man, you want to come on the podcast? Yada, yada. So I waited till the morning. I texted him 6.30 in the morning, maybe, Uh, yeah, it was around 6.30, and he got back to me right away, he goes, yeah, I have a flight to Toronto at um, quarter to 11, but let me get my workout in, um, assess the situation, shout out to that guy, bacon and eggs, and then I'll let you know is basically what he said, because I don't know if you woke up this morning, well, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you woke up, but there was a huge lightning and thunderstorm. So he thought for a second that his flight wasn't going to get out. So I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Like in a selfish way, I was like, oh, perfect. He's not going to get out. He can come over, do the podcast. Um, but the weather calmed down a little bit. So his flight was a go. Quarter to 11 is his flight. So he messaged me and said, hey, Justin, here's the situation. My flight is still going. I'm going to fly out, but I can come to your house. We can do a quick 30 minute podcast podcast. Um, and we can get it done, and I'll go to the airport, jump on the flight, and bada bing, bada boom. Um, so I wasn't going to pass up that opportunity. He came uh, on the podcast, drove right here from the hotel. We got 30 minutes in, uh, thankfully. Then uh, he hopped back in his car, and he drove to the airport. I live probably 25 minutes from the airport, so you just wanted to give him a little bit of time to get everything settled. We all know that the airport right now is uh, apparently a shit show. I haven't traveled anywhere in a couple years, so I can only... Uh, speak from what i've seen on the internet but uh, give him plenty of time to get out there get through security and uh, and make his way to toronto but uh you know you talk about a character of a person coming into a podcast studio to do a 30 minute quick interview before heading out to the airport who does that 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 says all that you really need to know about clark and what kind of guy he is one he took a workout at 6:30 a.m. so you know he's after it it's not even he's not even in the season right now and he's you know he's he's working out 6:30 in the morning at a hotel and you know those hotel gyms aren't the best and you know it, it just says a lot so he's up and then he drives over here to do podcast in the studio or the studio like i when he said yes so he was coming over i probably had 30 minutes to clean the studio get everything ready cuz remember i said there was a little bit of a flood so i'm cleaning up water this morning i'm drinking my coffee i'm you know uh, if you're a, if you're an avid listener of this the podcast you know that we're renovating right now so there's a little bit of uh, renovation debris in the basement so I'm I'm cleaning up the renovation stuff vacuuming I'm getting everything clean I don't have a producer for the podcast usually we have Mark or Jeff running the camera switchers um, in the the computer but I, I couldn't text anyone it was way too early in the morning so I had to do it myself so I had to reassess the the camera situation the switcher the laptop so I'm going back to old school back when I used to do the podcast by myself and do everything by myself. So I had to navigate that part of my brain on how to run the podcast again. Um, and the next thing you know, he's here. No, yeah, no shower, no deodorant, brush my teeth once, but I still had that coffee breath, if you know what I mean. And Um, I explained the situation to Clark and man, he got it. He's all, man, don't, he's just saying, don't worry about it, man. I'm here. Let's just do it. And, uh, let's have a great conversation. And that we did, we sat down, we had a great conversation and I apologize for the, not the the questions I asked were un. I just, I, I I love lacrosse. I played the game my whole life and I definitely asked questions that, uh, maybe only a lacrosse player would know, but just know that the podcast was really last minute And I did my best to make sure I got as much information out of him as possible. And he delivered. He had some great answers. He talked about him going to Cornell, talked about him playing in Halifax. He talked about him growing up his whole life um, playing lacrosse. He had some family that went to John Hopkins. Um, That's a crazy school. And like I said, he went to Cornell, Ivy League, stay humble. Um, and he just talked about his whole life growing up, having a lacrosse stick in his hands and, and how he loves the sport. And he loves where the sport is taking him around the world. He also talked about his excitement for the Halifax Thunderbirds upcoming season and how they have the team to, to, to win it all this year and how the team rides off momentum. We were talking about the, the win, or excuse me, not the win, the, the loss they had in Toronto to end the season last year. But they came back, I think, they had an eight goal run and they scored with zero seconds left, but it was almost point one to take it to overtime. It's just the the team has so much fight in them and they, they they just they're they're itching for that next step of winning an NLL championship. And you could see that he's excited about this upcoming season. You can tell that the entire team is excited about this upcoming season, and they have the group to do it. Um, without further ado, this is the Clark Peterson podcast here we go you know what comes next all right clark we are going this is uh this is dedication to your craft (laughs) as they like to say what time is it right now eight almost nine o'clock you got a flight in a couple hours and you come into the studio man i really appreciate your time
1: no problem no problem we're going on the fly (laughs)
0: literally on the fly yeah 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 so um Man, like you know, these past couple of years watching the Halifax Thunderbirds, you've uh, you've been one of my favorite players to watch. So exciting. You know how to put the lacrosse ball in the back of the net, as they like to say. Um, did the game of lacrosse uh, come naturally to you growing up? Where did you grow up, actually?
1: Yeah, so I'm from Toronto, yeah. uh, just outside in Etobicoke. Um, lacrosse is kind of in my family. Yeah. Um, both my uncles played uh, Division One lacrosse at Johns Hopkins University. My cousin played there as well. No way. Um, yeah, so they also kind of grew up around the game. Um, my my grandma and my granddad um were really big in growing the game kind of in the area where i'm from um so i've been around it ever since i was kind of born and um yeah that's kind of where it where it comes from i guess
0: did it always just come naturally to you like from the, the earliest age you just remember having a stick in your hand
1: yeah i mean i started i think when i was two or three years old playing um and i know it's not really playing at that point you're kind of just running around out there and Whatever, but um, yeah, my family was a really big influence getting me started and, you know, whenever we were together kind of having a stick, playing catch in the backyard, um, you know, spending time away from the actual arena, um, still with your stick in your hand and having fun with it, so um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't think anything really comes naturally to anybody, but the more time you work on something, right, the the better you're going to be yet, so um yeah I, I, I spent a lot of time in lacrosse arenas and when I wasn't there with a stick in my hands outside of it
0: that's great well growing up in Nova Scotia whenever you know you're good here in Nova Scotia but when you go travel and you play against Ontario your these other teams are like oh there's some better players around here in the world and I always wondered from a player coming from Ontario when was that first part of your lacrosse experience like okay well wait a second here I'm good in Ontario but I'm also good against players around other parts of the world when was that first experience for you
1: yeah, I think it's uh, it was probably like in a Team Ontario kind of setting, right, where there's like, you know, Team Ontario, Team BC, you know, one from every yeah. province, um, you know, in the nationals or whatever. I think the first time that I kind of did that would be in grade six, uh, which was like wee lacrosse, what we call it. Um, so yeah, grade six, and we were playing, you know, in that national kind of tournament or whatever. Um, I can't remember. I think we beat, you know, Team BC in the finals, but um, it was a really cool experience to see you know, lacrosse in other parts of Canada as well, right, and then continuing to kind of grow up in the game, Um, you know, I went to school in the States, went to university um, at Cornell University, so as I kind of got into high school, you know, now I see lacrosse is also really big in the U.S., obviously a different type, but, um, you know, playing against those guys, playing in Canada, so the first time kind of nationally outside of, um, you know, where I was from was probably, you know, grade six in the Team Ontario program
0: playing uh at cornell ball bo- or sorry it's field obviously mm-hmm. what uh, it's too cold here the field you can play here but i found it freezing yeah what, uh, what what do you like more do you like the space and time of field or do you like the pressure of uh, of box across of getting a shot off quicker
1: yeah i probably like box just because it's really up and down yeah. I, I find it a lot more fast-paced um and I know, you know, the PLL is, is uh, you know, brand new and it's extremely fast with, you know, 52 second shot clock versus, you know, in, in NCAA right now, it's an 80 second shot clock that um, they made the field shorter. So the game really does move a lot faster, but that just makes it kind of more like box, right? So, you know, it kind of mimics that more. Whereas, um, you know, box is 32nd shot clock. Um, I really do, you know, I, I kind of, try to be an all around player where it's like, you know, if I get caught back on defense to maybe cut off transition, I don't mind, you know, playing a shift or two of defense as well. Just, um, I just really enjoy that and of being able to play kind of both ends and um, you know, maybe look for a, a breakaway opportunity the other way after I kind of play some defense. But um, yeah, I really enjoy just being able to kind of play both ways in, in box and up and down and, and, yeah, the fast-paced physicality for sure.
0: When I texted you this morning, I was like, hey, like, what's the plan? And you're like, I got a flight, yada, yada. Uh, I'm going to get a workout in and I'll text you back. And I thought that was incredible. You're, it was like 6.30 a.m. You're like, yeah, I got to get a quick workout in. I'll assess yeah. the situation and then I'll get back to you. Was there ever a point in your game that you had to figure out, oh, okay, you know, you're know, you a big guy, but like, I'm looking at your arms, man. You're jacked. Was, <laughs> was there ever like a point you're just like, okay, I got to figure – something out of my game to make me a little bit more heavy a little bit more stronger was there ever a point or was your progress of your growth always natural each step you made through your lacrosse career
1: yeah I think it's like as you kind of get to a higher level you have to raise your training to another level as well right it's not just like you know I I will say I guess my first year at Cornell um, I you know had a really good kind of high school career was able to play at Cornell um, you know get the you know recruited there and all that kind of stuff um but then my first year at cornell i kind of went from like a offensive midfielder guy that was like scoring goals and this and that and i got to cornell and i was like you know kind of the back at the bottom of the totem pole obviously everybody knows that moving from high school to, to university right but you know on a 55 player roster where maybe 18 guys play on a game day a given game day it's like you really gotta um find another level so for me that was you know um kind of doing whatever it took to, to, you know, get on the field. Right. So when I first started at Cornell, I was like playing D midi and playing defense because that was kind of the only spot where I could, um, you know, crack the lineup or whatever. And, and so I was like, okay, you know, I'll commit to this. I'll, you know, focus on my strength training, focus on my speed, try and get a little bit better at that. Even though it's um, not your favorite thing to it's do. It's not right. Yeah. But, but I think in the long run, it, it really helped me. Um, And, and all the while, while I was, you know, on the field in practice working on the defensive drills after practice, you know, getting extra reps, getting extra shots in, because at the end of the day, I wanted to play attack. I wanted to, you know, score goals and this and that. I think everybody kind of does, but, um, you know, I really wanted to put the work in. So, you know, kind of being the first guy at practice, last one to leave, like just putting that work in of, of working on my skills of, getting the shots in. You know, if you if you shoot more than anybody else on the team, you're probably going to see some results, right? So yeah. um, I think that was something that was kind of eye-opening for me where it's like if you want it, you know, you know, there's no limits to what you can achieve as long as you're willing to put the work in, I guess.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Well, when you came to Halifax, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you fit in pretty naturally. Yeah. yeah was good. What was that? Did you surprise yourself a little bit coming here? Uh,
1: not really. I don't think you can, you know, if you're a professional athlete, I don't think that you're the type of person that'll be surprised by like you know experiencing success right yeah, like okay. that's uh that's you know it's something that you gain confidence by like doing hard things and, and working hard um so i think that everybody in in you know in the nll and whatever it may be um when they experience success it's because of all the the work that they've done when no one else is watching right so um I don't think it was necessarily a surprise I think that um you know the leaders and we have a veteran we've had a veteran team ever since I've kind of been here now going into kind of three four years we're really you know an older team especially on the offensive end where guys are just seasoned and experienced and have know the ups and downs of what it takes to be kind of a an NLL player um and that I think that really really helped me um you know just listening to them seeing the way that they kind of carry themselves and act um on and off the field right and shoot around and in our, you know, practices during the week, whatever it may be that I think that really helped my, um, you know, transition for sure.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the the transition here seemed like very natural. As right. soon as you came here, you were putting up points, and it was <laughs> great to see. Was uh, one thing I know myself and a lot of other people that played in Nova Scotia. The the physicality aspect is a, a lot of it was let go in the NLL. Or the, 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 the I don't know. I guess you want to call it slashing. If there's slashing the NLL, if there's a slash here in junior or, or senior, like oh that's a penalty. But it always amazed me. And I talked to other people that uh, grew up playing here. The, the physicality of the NLL and how you guys were able just to fight through checks fight through slashes and get a shot off it was amazing to me uh, how that came and I, I always wondered from a guy that kind of I, I played a couple games in Ontario at a national scale and they let the roughness go and they let things go but did you find coming into the NLL where I guess you said in Ontario you played box as well mm-hmm. but when you're going from uh, field two box and you're taking that extra shot right on the arm to get a, a shot off i think you do it so well on the point and wherever you are on the uh hmm. on the field did, did you find that physicality aspect uh, not as challenging as you thought it would be in the nll because there's there's grown men yeah there's big boys there
1: is yeah that's what i was going to say right is you're you know primarily for your whole kind of career up until you're 21 years old you're playing against guys that are within two or three years of your age right yeah. you know for the most part it's a guy that's either a year older than you or a year younger than you yeah Um, And then in your last year, junior, right? When you're a fifth year, you're playing against guys that are four, three, two, and one years young, and and five, sorry, five years, four years, three years, two years, and a year younger than you, right? Yeah. And then you, you know, a year or two after that, you're in the NLL and you're playing against guys that can be 15 years older than you, right? Who have, who are, you know, big, mean, uh, you guys can swing a stick, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. They'll throw you around. So um, it's definitely challenging. And I think that something that, you know, kind of helped me is just, knowing the game really well and like watching film and you know you're not going to back down from a matchup but there's certain things that you that you don't do against certain defensive guys in the league. Could you give me an example? <laughs> uh it's like it's it's I don't know if it, I think it's a pretty known thing but you know for left-handed players um Kyle Rubish on the Saskatchewan Rush okay. you you don't want to like tuck your stick and go down the wall against him because he he gets you on a one-handed check. He is like probably the best of all time to really that one-handed check yeah like a soup opener oh one hand down just right down he gets your hand on your your back to keep you going and you can't get away from him and then he just like he's so strong that he can his one hand can knock the ball out of your stick um and and things like that you kind of can recognize by watching a lot of lacrosse um and talking to veteran guys on your team they're like hey like you know rubes is out there we're we're not going to talk against him we got to go over the top um so little things like that would will help with the adjustment for sure but yeah like you know like you said you're playing against guys that can be 15 10 years older than you or beasts like Haas yeah and, and you know Kyle Rubisch, one of the best uh D guys probably of all time right so just got to be aware and, and be smart out there
0: when you were chucked on the point on the power play in Halifax I think it was your first year and there's a lot of big veteran guys on the team did you feel a little intimidated at all getting chucked into that situation or were you cool with it
1: um I think that you know, that's something that I've kind of had a balance with in, in my career or, you know, so far in the NLL is, you know, uh, a Kersey, Coach Kersey's put a ton of trust in me of like, you know, we want you to be in that position and, you know, shoot the ball and, and take those shots. Right. And then at times I've been like, well, OK, well, Cody Jameson's out here. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to look him off. I'm going to look. Yeah, I'm going to try and draw his guy to me and try and get him that shot. Um, and you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes the D guys can, are reading it like, okay, this guy's not going to shoot. I'm not going to leave jammer. And now like, you know, I'm kind of in an awkward position. Right. So that's something that I've been kind of working on and developing is just, you know, knowing that if no one's going to come to me, I got to be able to take that shot. Um, and you know, even if there is, you know, a little bit of hesitation, I don't, I know that, you know, jammer's got my back. All the O guys got my back. Coaches got my back that like, you know, they're not going to, be pissed at me for taking a shot if Jammer's a little bit open or, you know, Mm. um, you know, Shanksy's a little bit open. Like if if you're, if you're in a position to shoot on our team, you think you're going to score, you know, our motto is take that shot, right? Mm. So um, that's something that I need to continue to improve on and, and, you know, focus on as well. It's, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a thing that I that I want to work on but just yeah continue to just take that shot off if, if I think I'm gonna score then you, then we're gonna shoot that's about
0: it is there any aspect of your game that you like to be a little deceiving like go right and then it's shooting left I always love that in lacrosse there'd be times where I'm looking at a guy on mm. the right side as I'm gonna pass and know where my target is on the left to shoot mm. and I don't know that I don't see that in you but like you, you're you get your shot off so clean but it seems like the guy you shoot the ball through it it seems like mm. and I was like I wonder if this guy practice is being a little bit deceiving because it it doesn't look like it but i sit up in the press box but somehow you get it through guys what what's your 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 goal of when shooting it through a guy do you like to be deceiving or do you actually just have a point and you shoot past the shoulder hip what is it
1: i think so i think there's two things well i guess three one is like you shoot the shots that you're really comfortable with and the ones that you've kind of work on over and over and over and over right so i don't think that necessarily is deceiving but at the same time um i try and work on like what i just like call it like complementary shots what where, is that like, what is that yeah so if i'm shooting kind of like you know with my right hand overhand i like to be able to hit like the top right corner and the bottom left because it's in that same motion
0: sorry say that again
1: right hand overhand i like to be able to hit like the top right and then the bottom left you know what i mean oh so you're in coming across motion, right? so it yeah. depends when you let it go it's on the same plane you. exactly right yeah. so that's i'd say where a little bit of deception is same thing you know um from the different release points right like up high i can go You know, want to be able to go there and there. Maybe sidearm, go short, far, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, That's, I'd say, where maybe the deception is. is just releasing that ball at a different time, depending on if the D guy's close or far, you know, what I'm seeing from the goalie. Um, that's that's what I'd say for sure.
0: Do you have two different sticks for like box and field, or is it the same stick? No,
1: I try not to. I try to use the same stick just for consistency. Um, I know some guys use uh, a little bit of a, sh- a shallower pocket in box to get those quick releases, and you know you've got it up by your sp- up by your ear. The windows are a lot smaller in yeah. box um, to kind of get that in and out. I I just like the consistent feel of just. The same kind of release points and and passing and shooting with the same stick, so I I keep it the same. I wish
0: you brought your stick and just stick in the car <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh, damn, I wish you brought it <laughs> yeah. in. Dude, how is your pocket? I'll show you. How is your pocket?
1: Um, it's probably a little bit deeper than it should be to be honest. Um, I like to kind of just carry with it a little bit deeper than. Like which one would you? Yeah. Well, that's that's tiny. That one's tiny. I this was is the one I used like in like, junior. Yeah. I like the, you got the wing stick That's here, the though? captain for Philly. Yeah, I you know Matisse? Alex Pace. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Pace was a rookie yeah.
0: and his uh, duty was to carry his third stick around. That's so he hilarious. came home for Halifax. Pace lives right down the street. Oh, okay. And we were shooting around one day yeah. and I played with it. And I was like, oh man, I love this stick and I have it. Yeah. I'll buy it off him. And uh-huh. he texted him and he's like no you can just give it to him if he's your buddy so he ended up that's giving awesome. it to me yeah that's cool but i know i've always shot with a shallow pole. Yeah. Did
1: that yeah yeah it's tiny
0: <laughs> and i shot with this and i was like oh my god it's, mm-hmm. it, it it's somehow strictly, gets it yeah. straight it looks smooth did you so do you string your own sticks no i don't no?
1: um i got a, a buddy of mine brett dobson who i kind of trust with all my my trust so my stick needs he all like we kind of have like a rotating exchange where like He'll string me up one. He'll like break it in and get it nice, and then like give it to me. and I give him a fresh one. <laughs> we kind of just rotate like that. So, yeah, I owe him. I owe him. Uh, you know, whenever we're with we're together, it's I treat him and right, and it's yeah. all on me and this and that. But yeah, he <laughs> takes care of me. My sticks. How many sticks do you have? I have a lot of sticks. I've got probably like, probably like five or six. Like uh, I use like the gate torque. Um, yeah. So I got five or six of those. Probably like you know, within different phases of being ready to go yeah. If in case I need I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: I've always wondered, I like, I never played pro lacrosse, but I played lacrosse growing up, and your gear, it, it gets torn up. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered, it, it's a superstitious thing with pro athletes. Do you have, a, you know, an arm pad since you were 12? Do yeah. you have anything in your gear that...
1: Yeah, I think the guys kind of, some of the guys make fun of me. My kidney pads are, like, from when... I was like in peewee like oh like yeah grade six or, or younger like they're just real old real beat up they're taped all together um arm pads I try and use ones that I'm just comfortable with so I would never like use a new pair at the start of a season I would have to like, kind of wear them for a while gloves it is what it is you get new ones every year so you know you break those in as best as you can but um yeah my kidney pads are definitely my oldest they're you know 10 15 years old
0: do you ever see you're gonna change them or you're gonna keep going with them? i
1: don't think so I, I like them they're they wrap all the way around feel protective so and you know it's a creature of habit for sure too
0: it works it works yeah have, do you, have you ever had like a, an injury you're like ah, it's still sustaining or you're you're pretty no, good
1: yeah not really yeah I take care of my body pretty well and
0: hence the yeah. workout this morning
1: <laughs> yeah I, well i've been a slug for the past two days here yeah i supposed me too. to fly out a couple of days ago and the storm here obviously kept me here so um, but it hasn't been too bad. So I just felt like I needed to, I was like, you know, kind of in a cage. I was like, I gotta do something.
0: So what are you, what are you guys doing here right now?
1: Uh, so we had a couple like charity golf tournaments, kind of preseason yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, we were in the play yellow golf tournament. We had another one that was unfortunately canceled. So there were some more things that we were kind of supposed to be doing. Like, uh, you know, the, um, there's an autism walk that we were going to attend and be a part of as well, which was canceled as well. So I played one golf tournament.
0: How'd you shoot? terrible. Brunello's (laughs) tough, man. Yeah. Brunello's tough. And it's even worse when you go in there and you're paying 200 bucks for a green fee and you shoot 100. You're like, oh man, it's frustrating.
1: First tee is like, we. I think we started on 17. It was a par 3 like 185 yard par 3 with there's rocks in between and I'm, and i pull out my driver and and uh, dawson's behind me theater he's got he's got me on snapchat like with the boys Oh, clark's got the driver on par three <laughs> they're a group behind there's six people watching me and i just like hit one maybe 20 yards right into the rocks in front of me i'm like okay let's go i'll just drop <laughs>
0: to par three yeah you guys just are just playing in a hurricane yeah exactly <laughs> that's amazing yeah no i mean don't feel bad that's a tough course yeah. tough course mm-hmm. But at least he he got out a little bit. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. When's the next time you're going to be back? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think we might be doing something here during training camp. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on that yet. But – you know, I love it in Halifax. I, I try and come out as much as I can. I was doing the junior NLL stuff with the the junior Thunderbirds this summer. Oh, were yeah? you? So I came out here probably three or four times, coached some practices for, our, you know, U13, U15, U17 teams before our junior NLL tournament at the end of August. And yeah. that was really fun, cool experience for all those kids to... You know, put on the Thunderbirds jersey, play against the Junior Rock, the Junior Bandits, all that stuff. So they really enjoyed it, and and we had a great experience too.
0: Yeah, man, you're the guy that needs to be teaching the youth around here. That's you can. Die. I'm trying to sneak out on one of your practices <laughs> and get you to teach me a couple things, yeah. but uh, I know you do have to run here It's quarter after. So, um, I'll let you go. Eh, we what? can go. We can go. You're,
1: you know, five, ten more, whatever. You're you sure? Want. Yeah, yeah. It's what 20, 25 minutes to the airport from here.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Okay. I
1: was the figure I'd be there at nine fifty, and it's so that okay. if I leave now. It's nine forty. So maybe five ten more. Yeah. Okay, sounds I'm good.
0: good. Um, the team in Halifax. It seems like such a great group of guys. Mm-hmm. It seems like you. Well, you know, the, the only full two years, but the 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 yeah. playoff push. You know, it came short last year. Almost made it happen. What. Is the I don't want to say a goal has already been set for this upcoming season. I think that December second is the home opener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't Friday. want to. Yeah, I don't want to say like a goal has been set, but obviously the goal is to win a championship. But what do you like about the team right now, and what are some things you think the team is trying to focus on to improve um, for next year?
1: Yeah, I think one huge thing that we did this off season was get Randy Stats, uh, radio guy, as well. Probably you know a couple of years ago before he was injured was probably top three player in the NLL, right? And, um, you know, he got injured and then we had the COVID. So it's been a while since he's been on the floor. I think fans are really going to be excited to see him kind of get out there. I know I'm really excited to work with him. Um, so that's a, a huge move that we were able to make this offseason. Um, we did have a couple losses on the defensive end. Um, you know, Scott Campbell, Brad Gillies, um, you know, James Barclay, we lost to expansion. So, there, so there's some opportunities for our younger guys, um, you know, draft picks and um, guys that were kind of, you know in and out of the lineup last year to really step up um I think goal for this year like you said it's always to win a championship I think we have the team to do it um and I think that you know that doesn't start um you know on it's not like okay you know what game one Friday December 2nd we're gonna win a championship right you build over the course of the year You, you know we've been building all off season with guys doing their workouts whether it's together by themselves um you know starting to get back into training camp like you said get that group that family atmosphere together which i think is really special because we just we spend a lot of time together yeah really we do you know at practices, travel a lot. traveling a lot right in the hotel um we, we really spend a lot of time together and the time you kind of spend off the floor is, is when you build those relationships as well as going through adversity and, and battles on the floor which i think in our first year we did a ton of come from behind wins, right? Oh, being down in games, up in games, right? right. Um, and just never really giving up and, and being able to fight that adversity. So, you know, that makes you get a little bit tighter and you can do those come from behind wins when you're, you know, tight as a group off the floor as well. So it kind of goes hand to hand, like yeah. a snowball, I guess. Yeah.
0: How much fun is it playing in the Scotiabank Center?
1: It's awesome. I love it. I love it. The You know, we get like, you know, you start to get one, maybe two goals, three goals in a row. And then it's like, everybody's kind of losing their minds right they got the goal song playing and it's like you know Wiz is going to win the next face off we're going to get the ball again it's like okay we're going to score again right and then it's like Wiz is going to win the next face off if we score like so we can really get on those runs and I feel like we're never out of a game because of you know Jake and because of our potent offense and you know our great goaltending and Warren as well right so um we're never really out of a game I think you saw that in in the playoffs in, in the last game in Toronto right like we lost in overtime but came back down 8191 right so and we didn't we didn't give up we, we we fought for each other and you know had a chance at it and i think what we scored with zero seconds left instead of 0.1 seconds left so yeah
0: you guys are such a momentum team you raw yeah. it doesn't matter what uh, what period it is as long as you guys just have a little bit of momentum you guys can go for a mm-hmm. nine goal run it's 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 impressive mm-hmm. other than halifax what's uh, your favorite rink to play in and the worst rink you hate to play in
1: it's a good question i think i it's maybe maybe my favorite and my least favorite is Buffalo. What? Yeah, because they're very similar to us, right? Where if they score a couple goals, like their their team rides a lot of momentum as well, and goes and the fans go crazy there as well. So it's my favorite, maybe because I like because you want to win there so bad because the you know the team and the fans and like. You know, we're, we're getting a pretty big rivalry between us even though we're we're a new franchise right we know all the guys on that team they know all of us um you know want to beat them every time that we're out there um so maybe that's my favorite and my least favorite but maybe also in like hamilton get your family and friends who are from that area um but yeah you know it's always good to win in buffalo and um, and it's always a tough place to play, which makes it, you know, love, hate, I guess.
0: Do you think you have the mentality? Oh, for it's a two part question. Do you think that you guys, the team plays better on the road or at home? And do you think that you play better at home? Or do you think you play better on the road? Cause some players love that, that fight. Yeah. I
1: think, I think we play better at home by far and away. Yeah. Uh, I think up until last year, I think we were like undefeated at home or maybe, you know, had one law lo- or undefeated in the regular and, uh, yeah, over. two years ago. Home, right. Yeah. 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 Right. So, um, you know we really get get the crowd behind us and we really use that to ride the momentum like you said and, and you know kind of put teams away in close games um so maybe that's something that we can kind of improve on is is you know being better on the road but um for me I, I don't I don't think it makes a difference necessarily maybe it does I, I don't know what my my splits my home and away splits for goals are or whatever but um, obviously, love playing at home more than on the road, just yeah. because of the because of how good our fans are and, and the crowd that gets behind us. And it's a lot easier to just be in your routine when you're at home, right? You like you know where you're gonna go eat to lunch, you know where you're gonna, you know when your nap is, you know when you're gonna do this and that, right? It's yeah. it's it's a different when you're on the road, so yeah. it's easier at home.
0: I think it's been such a great transition for you guys. Obviously, the COVID kind of sucked, but I I think the city has welcomed you guys and you guys have uh, embraced the city. You guys have done such a great job with getting out in the community and the community has you by by being behind you guys hundred percent it's it's great to watch. Yeah, we it's love awesome. it. It's awesome. We love it. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back into December for the home opener against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. hoping that place is juice. But I don't know if you know this. The World Juniors are coming here uh, to Halifax oh, okay. uh, this winter. So there's definitely going to be a big buzz around the city in December as well. Um, I'm just hoping for, uh, you know, just, just one of those magical sports years in Halifax. And I hope that the Thunderbirds are part of it and we yeah. can take a long playoff. That'd be a cool. Push. It'll yeah. be sick. It'll be awesome. Um, all right. Now I'll let you go. Okay. I know you got to get a flight, 930 here. Um, man, dedicated to your craft, the workout this morning, coming to the studio to promote the Thunderbirds. You're the man. I, I really appreciate no, this. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your time. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get out. I'm dead serious. I got to get out on the floor after one yeah. of these practices. You got to show me that right. Let's do it. All right. We'll do it. Whenever you're ready. All right. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Work hard. Have fun. Hopefully, you have electricity so you can listen to this podcast. Yeah and uh, safe flight. Thank you. All right. Appreciate we are out. It. Peace. So there you have it. What a, what an episode. I, I, like I said, extremely grateful for uh, Clark to come in. I know we had a flight there and uh, for him to squeeze us in for those 30 minutes, uh, definitely grateful for him and his time. I hope uh, everyone out there is staying safe. I hope everyone out there has the right equipment um, to last through this time without power. I know that Nova Scotia Power is really working hard right now to to make sure that we all have the lights on. So I want to say a big shout out to Nova Scotia Power. I know Nova Scotia Water as well is working to, to try to make sure some of this flooding is gone. Um, everyone that's out there that's just trying to uh, to to make sure that our neighbors are uh, are, are living a, a better life during this time where we gotta we, we gotta get the lights back on. I know a couple trees have fallen on some homes and some people have come out with their uh, chainsaws to try to get the trees gone and off uh, the neighbor's home and and cars as well or some trees on cars and I know everyone's doing their best right now to try to help out so I hope this podcast helped out I hope that you got to listen to it and just kind of distract yourself uh, for a half an hour or so and uh, you could forget about the real world and uh and focus on uh, and focus on that interview so i hope uh like i said everyone's staying safe i hope everyone's working hard i hope everyone is doing what they need to do to get through this i'm justin belanger once again thank you to our sponsor ProLineStadium.com. get over there sports are in full swing right now get over there and win some money that is all i have to say once again justin belanger high button sports i appreciate you we are out peace
2: another hove wasn't playing a day role so we parted ways like ben and j-lo should have been did it but i've been in the days though i put friends over business into the day though but when friends business enters day glow ain't nothing left to say though i guess we forgot what we came for should have stayed in food and beverage too much flossing too much sand ross i ain't a bitch, but i gotta divorce them hope had to get the shallow up off him I ain't even one to be famous. Just brainless to unnecessarily go through these changes, and I don't even know how I came to this except that famous, the worst drug known to man, it's stronger than heroin. When you could look in the mirror like there I am, and still not see what you become. I know I'm guilty of it too, but not like them. You lost one, one. one let go one, to get one, one. one, one, one Lose one, some You lost champion. Sorry, I'm a champion. You lost one. I don't think it's meant to be me, but she loves her work more than she does me. And honestly, at 23, I would probably love my work more than I did she. So we It's me and her, cause what she prefers over me is work And that's where we defer, so I have to give her free time Even if it hurts, so breathe, mommy, it's deserved You've been put on this earth to be all you can be Like the reserves of me, my time and it's on me It's served, so I have to allow she, her time to serve The time's now for her, the time she'll mature And maybe we can be we again like we were Finally, my time's too short to share and the ask now, it ain't fair. So, yeah, she lost once. Let go one, to get one. one, one, one lose one, some oh, yeah, wins. Story one. of a champion. Story of a champion. You lost one. My nephew died in the car I bought. So, under the belief it's partly my fault. Close my eyes and squeeze, try to block that thought. Place any burden on me, please. Not that law. But time don't go back, it goes forward. Can't run from the pain, go toss it Some things can't be explained, what caused it Such a beautiful soul, so pure. Gonna see you again, I'm sure of it To that time, little man, I'm nauseous Your girlfriend's pregnant, the Lord's gift Almost lost my faith, that was started It's like having your life restarted can't wait for your child's life to be a part of it. So now I'm childlike, waiting for a gift to return. When I lost you, I lost it. once. One, one, let go to one, get, one. One, get one, one, one. lose some. Win I lost story one. Of a, champion. You're a champion. I lost one.